spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday. Chad will be back Monday. Bruce St. James is sitting in with me. Howdy. It's good to see you, man. Great to see you as well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming in. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, Chad and I had a chance to talk with uh, Doug Nichols. Mm-hmm. So he's the mayor of Yuma. He was in D.C. with Senator Cinema. She joined us uh, early this week as well. It's all about the border right now. Title 42. Title right? 42 is going away on May 11th. And there are, he gave us a number of the amount of people waiting on the other side of the border. It is going to shock you. Take a, a, a listen to this uh, expert that we pulled, excerpt okay. that we pulled. This is yesterday with uh, Nichols. And my first question, what is Yuma going to look like? Are you guys really going to have difficulties of thousands of people coming over the border? I believe so, and I base this upon some data. The data is this. There's 660,000 people waiting south of the border to cross after May 11th. 660,000? Yes, and that's across the whole border. And if you look at the stats of people that are crossing, the Mexican nationals that are crossing, they're very, very low numbers, where traditionally they're always leading the pack. (laughs) And so... There's a bent-up demand that I could – it doesn't take much imagination to figure out that's who's waiting. And as soon as the automatic return situation with Title 42 goes away, they're going to want – to satisfy that two-year of backup of demand. Oh, my Lord. Talking to Doug Nichols, mayor of Yuma. We've Good talked God. on many occasions about what's going on down there at the border. Have you spoke to border agents down there and just kind of got a sense of what it feels like? Because you talk about up and down the border all the way, you know, from El Paso, McAllen to Tucson. What's the sense in Yuma that you guys, uh, are, what's it going to look like when it finally goes away on May 11th? Right. We've actually had some some pretty good meetings, some pretty extensive meetings, and I talk to the agents all the time uh, from the local leadership all the way down to the guys in the trucks day to day. You know, right now it's kind of the calm before the storm. There's still a lot of traffic, but it's manageable. They won't say it officially, but they're very concerned about May 12th. They live in this community too. They're citizens. You know, they're not removed from the what the community is going to experience. They're actually going to see it before we do. What kind of numbers do you think you guys might be expecting? I think conservatively we're going to be about a thousand people a day. I think it's going to peak at different times because there's this is not just people trying to come across the border. This is cartels running a business, and so when they want to push a big drug load, say in San Diego. They're going to want to overload Yuma the day before to draw resources to help get their drugs across because there's less resources in San Diego, for instance. That's just an example. But, you know, those things are very, very real. You know, the people who are who live it day to day are very concerned about it. All right. So that was just a couple minutes of our interview yesterday with uh, the Yuma mayor. There's a number that stands out in that interview. 660. 660,000 people. Yeah. Wow. And they've been waiting. And when Title 42 goes, they're going to want to come in. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I don't think the president has a plan. Cinema told us the president doesn't have a plan. Uh, one thing that I was at least you really have to look for a silver lining. Uh, he said that he's been speaking to Governor Hobbs. They're both working together. Remember, okay. they're in different parties. Uh, she's shown at least and somewhat of an interest in the border, which is good. Uh, and we'll see how she can help. Uh, the mayor of Yuma.
But it is that's it's scary. He thinks about a thousand people a day are going to come over, and that's I think he's probably going to get more. Well, th- this this issue certainly doesn't just span one party. I, I mean, it, it impacts. Listen, it it, yeah. it it doesn't help Katie Hobbs. To have thousands of people a day coming across the border. It doesn't help her either. Yeah, but I think I think when, you know, when Biden does nothing on the border and he's a Democrat, it makes it difficult You look at it and say he's obviously, you know, and his party will be tied to it. You're not you guys are you guys obviously don't care. But you see Kirsten Sinema saying, hey, no, she's an independent. This is real. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's pre- I, I mean, who 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 cries about the border the most? Republicans. OK. Who ignores the border the most? Democrats. Yeah. But, but you say that mm-hmm. it's been an issue for since Reagan. Yep. And they both, don't both want parties it to go have had a chance to do something about it. Both yep. parties have chosen not to. Trump tried. I didn't like all of his policies, obviously, but he tried. Biden hasn't tried. Yeah. He's ignored. I agree with that. You know. He does the same as all the others, though. Look the other way. Well, Obama wasn't bad either. He built a lot of wall. So I, I really do think it's Biden. I think he's garbage on the border. I really do. Um, let's get into this story that started to break last hour, and it deals with homeless people in Arizona. So um, we got we got a little bit of news that. The city of Phoenix, they've been asked to clean up the zone. The zone in downtown Phoenix, it's an area where homeless people are. And, you know, it's it's an area where there's a ton of drugs, prostitution. There have been shootings. Bodies have been burned down there. There's a, there's somebody was killed, thrown in a dumpster, and burned. There was a, a fetus that was burned near a dumpster. It's, it is, it's horrible. And so the city of Phoenix has been ordered by a judge, listen, you got to clean it up. Yeah. Now the city of Phoenix says, eh, I don't know if we're going to listen to you. And so th- what is their argument, Bruce? Their argument is what? You can't tell us what to do? It appears to be a battle. Uh, and again, I, I'm not even taking sides because I am not a lawyer slash a judge. Um, I'll, I'll take a side. Okay. I don't the know judiciary, what is, yeah. the judge, okay. is trying to tell the legislative branch... And the executive branch, the mayor and city council, and how to spend taxpayer dollars. Okay. And they're saying the judge can't dictate how taxpayer dollars are spent to solve this problem, deal with this problem, clean up this problem. He can issue findings, but then it's up to city council, mayor, et cetera, on how to disperse the funds, for lack of a better term. That's their argument. Mm-hmm. They're saying the judge can't tell the police how to police. The police are, have, have rules and laws they have to follow. Well, they don't, oh, the police aren't even allowed down there. The city of Phoenix yeah. tells them not to go down to the zone. When Chad and I were down at the zone, we, we could not see a lot of cops. There were zero well, what's, cops. What's the, what's the point of having police down there? Uh, arrest everybody that we saw doing drugs and selling drugs. Yeah. We saw people sell drugs. We saw people do drugs. If the police are down, they arrested 10 people the other day at the zone. I thought that was maybe the beginning of the cleanup. I don't think Phoenix is real interested in cleaning up this zone. You create a whole other problem when you start taking homeless people and putting them in jail. You can make an argument. They'd rather be there. <laughs> They'd rather be in jail. I get, what, three three hots in a cot or what, what is that, yeah. you know? But, but see, a they, roof over my head. But a lot of the people don't want to even go to a shelter because there right. are rules. They don't want to follow the they rules. Don't like follow drug, the rules. drugs is a big part. You can't you do can't, drugs in the shelter. You can't come into a shelter. If, 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 you're not, if you're on drugs, you can't go in. Understood. They won't Nor should you. If you're married, let's say you're a married couple. You're separated. 
Mm. Let's say that you have a pet. We saw a lot of pets down there. Yeah. Um, you can't bring your pet in. So they're not going to play. So they don't go. Some are maybe legitimate rules, others not legitimate rules, but they're rules nonetheless that they have to follow. Right. I, I just, I don't think Phoenix is serious about it. I think they'd rather have this thing. In in a in a four to five block place, but I I, th- I really do. Gatos, this doesn't come down to is what what is this? Is this a law enforcement problem? Is this a mental health problem? Is this a drug abuse problem? Is this an economic problem? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I have. I, it strikes me that we haven't even come to an agreement on what the problem is. I think the problem is that they're they're living outside of some homes and businesses, and they're crapping on the street. And they're breaking the law. So is your argument we need we need to create a place for them to live because they, they have to live somewhere? Yeah, I think you they're, they're not going to just evaporate. Yeah, and I, I got to be honest. I mean, I don't know how many people in the zone would want help at this point because people are mentally ill. We saw people talking to themselves. People are done drugs. It's not how all homeless people are. There, some homeless people, you know, they, they've they've had cancer, can't pay a bill. Rent is too high. Lost a job. But some, but those type of homeless people, they're looking for help. They're, I don't, I don't know right. if a lot of people in the zone are they're looking gonna for be, help. They're going to play by the rules to live in a shelter. Right. Uh, real quickly, yeah, I just yeah. say, uh, a city in, in, in California that I was, I was in, and um, I saw this, uh, uh, like this, this plot of land about the size of a, a football uh, field, right? Mm-hmm. And it had some tents on it. I was with my friend. I go, what is this? Oh, this is where they let the homeless and they can, they can do it. And there's a fence up and it's secure. Do they have bathrooms? They, hold on. There were like six tents. There were like 40 bathrooms and all this. I go, what's the deal? He goes, well, nobody wants to live in it. He goes, he goes well, because then you have to play by their rules to right. live on this little plot of land. They'd rather go live down the street under that tree or under the thing over there. So the city tried to set up like a place. All right, if you guys want to camp outside, camp out here. And they can't even get them necessarily to agree to that. They'd rather go to a park. We've talked yeah. about parks being overrun by some homeless people. And yeah. Parents aren't taking their kids there anymore. Okay. All right. We'll get more into the Phoenix, uh, city of Phoenix story. Uh, they don't like the judges. Uh, they don't like decision. a judge telling them what to do. You're not tell me what to do. All right. Coming up next, should undocumented Arizonans be allowed to get a driver's license? Stick around. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's see what we got. KTAR.com, right side of the page. Here's my cue. Should undocumented Arizonans be allowed to obtain a driver's license? Uh, there was a, a rally in Phoenix about this. Uh, people saying that it should happen. Uh, there's some Democrats out there in the House, I believe, that want to pass a bill on this. Right now, 79% say no. They should not have a driver's license. I, I would agree because if you're coming to this country illegally, why are we going to make it easier for you to stay? Why do you get everything that we get? Okay, so what does a driver's license afford you? Well, you I mean, I, 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 what's I mean, the bonus? I, I know what I know what could could not work out real well. I mean, if you come here, do you know the language? Do you know the street signs? Can you read the street signs? They're in English. So uh, if you had a driver's license, you'd have to pass a driver's test. Okay. So you'd have to, in some way, shape, or form, prove a proficiency to operate a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. I, no, I'm just, no, I'm not, I get I'm not it. I, yeah. No, no, no so, I hear you. So, by the way, I'm on the, put me in the minority. I'm on the, yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to drive anyway. <laughs> I'd rather know that they pass I think a lot take the, the bus and, driving test. Do you think every single every single person who comes here illegally drives? Absolutely not. But the okay. ones that are going to drive, I want them to pass a driving test. And if giving them a driver's license it puts them through that that uh, that process, yes. If you get a driver's license, do you automatically have to have insurance for your car when you hit me? 
Does and I'm stupid when it comes to this. Does the insurance go with the registration of the car remember. or the driver? Becky Lynn, do you know? I don't know. I admit that I'm I'm too. Stupid I have always wondered that myself. Yeah. Because yeah, because your confusing. car is insured as somebody else's. I don't know. Mm, I don't know either. Uh, yeah, but in Arizona, you have to have the uninsured drivers. If you right? don't own a car, but you're driving somebody else's car, you would fall under their insurance. Under their insurance. Yes. So it's the okay. car that it's has the, car the insurance. That has the insurance. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but do you, I mean? Do you, so I, I look at this. I live in the real world. You you drive in Mexico, Colombia, like we. She was an Uber driver. I just heard Becky Lynn talk about uh-huh. the, the woman, uh, you know, along the border from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come from wherever, and you drive, and you come to the United States. You're going to drive. <laughs> I'd rather they have a driver's license. Honestly, if you go to Mexico and you take your car, you drive in Mexico and you're using your driver's your, license. Your yeah. uh, American driver's license. Yes, they're not going to stop you if you don't have a Mexican driver's vi- license. But I'm only visiting. I was going to say, I think you get like 10 days or two weeks or something, you can visit and use the driver's and license. use the one that I you think have. So. Yeah. I, I Same guess- thing we do that for people like coming from Canada. Like the, you can, <laughs> right. Well, you can't just come from Canada and say, I got a Canada's driver's license. I've been here for six years. No, yeah. of course not. Like that. You're not even I supposed guess, to move to a new yeah. house and not, do, yeah. <laughs> not change your well, address. Well, go, go and take the poll. It's a KTAR.com. Uh, Should right. undocumented Arizonans be allowed to obtain a driver's license? Okay. All right. We got a minute left in the segment. Ready. Jerry Springer died yesterday. Yeah, that's sad. Okay. So... Didn't you work in the same building as him? Exact same building. So oh, in, in see, Chicago. Bruce always has a story about a celebrity. In Chicago, the, the uh, Jerry Springer show was filmed at NBC Tower in downtown Chicago, right on the river. And I, I worked in the same building. And the stories about the people, the, the, the audience that would show up and about, line up outside the building for the Jerry Springer show. How about the guests? Yeah, the guests alone. And, and that it was absolutely amazing. And Jerry Springer in and of himself, I never had the opportunity to meet him, but I had friends who knew him. And uh, a pretty amazing guy. When you think about it, he was the mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> he was. He got caught with a prostitute. Now, they, oh, didn't, they didn't catch him, like, with a picture of him. He wrote her a check. <laughs> That's how he got caught. <laughs> Hold on. And won re-election. Oh, gosh. He then was term limited from, from being mayor anymore, so he became the, the anchor on the nightly news. He hired a hooker and cut her a check? Cut her a check. While he was mayor? While mayor. And didn't even get kicked out of office. Wow. People liked him so much. They're oh like, my eh, gosh. it's Jerry. Oh, jeez. It's Jerry. It's a pretty amazing show when you think about it. Well, I like the adults who showed up in diapers on stage. That was interesting. Adult babies is what they called them. He's really interesting. I, I saw an interview with him recently, and uh, uh, he even said, you know, he, he didn't take it seriously. If other people did, great. But he didn't. My goodness. One of the most ridiculous, crazy, insane shows. He thought he was giving an opportunity for different people to be on TV. And you could certainly argue that, yes. They were different. Yes, they were different. No doubt about it. (laughs) All right, coming up in five minutes, we're going to hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn is ready to read the news. Uh, Bruce is in for Chad. We're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories in less than five minutes. Stick around. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. Bruce, are you ready? Copy that. 
Here's Becky Lynn with the headlines. KTAR Island Immigration. Yesterday, KTAR's Taylor Tassler visited the southern border in Yuma, and she spoke with migrants as they crossed over into the U.S. And now she breaks down the story behind one woman's journey to the U.S. Watching from the United States side, Maria was seen through the border wall making her way across the rocky and sandy terrain. Once she stepped into the harsh searchlights, you could see relief across her face. Maria had traveled from Colombia. I left because I was being threatened by a man who had a high-ranking city government who was trying to force his will on me. I turned him in and he retaliated against me. Maria was an Uber driver but sold her car to pay for her journey to the U.S. She says along the way she was robbed multiple times and all she had left were the items she was carrying. Taylor Tesler, KTAR News. Maria is one of the 1 to 400 migrants that CBP encounters along the Yuma sector every day. They expect that number to go up to a thousand daily when title 42 ends on may 11th holding up the headlines becky lynn reads the news while gatos and chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories that's a horrendous story it's horrible how people are abused in all these other countries and then they try and come here uh to claim asylum they're robbed on the way the, the problem is we just can't take everybody in. And I think, you know, we've got people around the world that are abusing our asylum laws. That's one reason why Senator Sinema wants to change some of it. I like that we're a country, Bruce, that we, you know, we welcome people in, especially if, you know, their lives are on the line. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how you change these asylum laws, but I think you have to. I think you have to. I wish we let in more people. Okay, I'm one of the ones that think we could we could use the people, the labor, people who want to be here, people who want to work here. I don't assume everybody who's coming here, though, wants to learn the national anthem and wave a flag. Right. They're coming here to work or whatever. So let's give them the opportunity to do that without necessarily being citizens. We're holding up the headlines. Smuggling operations are turning to teens as young as 13, many of them from the Phoenix area, to drive migrants into the U.S. KTAR's Jeff Munn has more now from the News Center on how law enforcement is trying to keep up. Becky, Border Patrol Chief Agent John Maudlin tells the Mike Broomhead Show cartels are using social media to recruit teens as young as 13 from the Phoenix area. These kids are scrolling through their feeds and suddenly an ad pops up that says you want to make 1500 to $10,000 for a couple hours work. In most cases, the teens are taking advantage of what their parents own. A lot of these kids are not only taking their parents' vehicle, but also taking their parents' handgun with them as well. Modlin says cartels instruct the teen drivers not to stop for law enforcement, leading to high-speed chases and increased dangers for the drivers and the migrants, often hiding in the back seat. Reporting live in the News Center, Jeff Munn, KTAR News. That's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, uh, smugglers get smarter every day, unfortunately. Now they know where to, to find our kids. Um, but you know, uh, first of all, your kid should not be able to get your handgun. That's that you, you, a responsible gun owner would right. make sure that didn't happen. Right. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I would hope. I mean, I, we try and th- let's think back to when we were idiots and fifteen years old. Somebody, I couldn't even imagine somebody offering me ten thousand dollars to do anything or thousand dollars to do anything. To do anything. Other, you know, pro- like, the problem is, you might have taken it. I might have. Well, and and, and hey, listen. I, I, this story is is in and of itself u- unique, and I get that. But over time, haven't they always been the, the smugglers, the drug cartels, everybody? How do we get past the border patrol? We need we need a, a husband and wife. You know, they need to look. We need an older couple. Like, haven't they always been looking for people yep. that can? Uh, they always uh, know the fool the, yep. the you know fool the guards, fool the police. This is just the latest iteration of it. Yep. We're holding up the headlines. We do it every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. We react in, uh, to the big uh, stories. All right, next story, Becky Lynn. 
Phoenix Suns run to the championship. Over to Booker. Three-pointer, Suzanne. Suns have arrived in the Mile High City ahead of tomorrow night's opening game of their NBA playoff series with the Denver Nuggets, coming off of a huge opening series against the Clippers. The Suns and Devin Booker arrived in Denver early, and it's to get used to the altitude. We're not doing anything better at home uh, besides <laughs> just waiting on this, so... I think it's good to get up here. Used to the elevation a little bit. Um, just settling. Tip off is at five thirty Arizona time tomorrow night. Oh, oh, oh! What? Suns? Oh, it's coming. Oh, to you? it's come to him. Hold on. In six. Uh, Nostragatus. It just came to me. All right. okay. Oh my gosh, this is huge. It's wow. live on the air. I've just, never wow. seen oh. it hit before. Oh, Nostragatus. Yes. Unbelievable. Oh, remember when it was Suns and Five last? Yeah. Remember yeah, I woke up it. in the middle of the night and I screamed, screamed it? it out. My wife got scared and she got out of bed. What are you doing? As well she should. I just got it. Nostragatus. Suns and Six. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, wow. How would We, we wouldn't wow. want to miss that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tip off is at 5.30 Arizona time tomorrow night. You can hear it on Arizona Sports 98.7. Oh. The local oh. sports leader. Did I go into a trance? Did Arizona you see Sports that? app. Yes, you did. Your eyes rolled back oh. in your head. <laughs> Arizonasports.com. Oh. Oh. Are we ever going to get over this? Oh. oh, I just feel like I feel so light. Well, well I, you, I, you got uh, got it off. Of got, you. You came I, out. You're a mile high, and you're not even in oh, there. My job. <laughs> it just comes to me. My my. I'm always right on this stuff. So yeah. it just comes to me. Listen, so, if, they, if, they, if they play oh, like they whoa, played in game five, what's going on? Oh, everybody's a little crazy. If they play like they played in game five, yeah, yeah, you might be quicker uh, than six. I'm sorry, Becky Lynn. I, I okay. it just it blurts out. I, I, I don't yeah, know when it's yeah. about to go. Okay. okay. Well, thank you for All right, that. What's the yeah. next story? I'm okay. Sorry. This one is a good weekend story. Bed Bath and Beyond filed for bankruptcy April 23rd. And they're expected to shut all the stores by the end of June and the coupons are no longer valid. Oh. However, hmm. other retailers are trying to pull in those customers. Home Goods Store, Bed Bath and Beyond announcing that it will not honor its own store coupons. The box chain store heading into bankruptcy after struggling to adapt to economic shifts following the pandemic. Two competitors now stepping in, offering to cross-honor those coupons. The container store and Big Lots say shoppers can present the 20% coupons through at least May 7th. As for gift cards and returns, you have until the end of June before Bed Bath & Beyond and Bye Bye Baby stores close. Michelle Franz and ABC News. I I I I used to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Of course you did. Yeah. No, I was there for the Beyond part. I want to point out that that was my favorite. Well, part they of had the lots store. of Beyond. And they did. It's the stores changed so much in the recent years, and I just found that there was no reason to go there anymore. Somebody told me they turned off the air conditioner in those places. So that people would get in and out. They were like loitering there for a long period of time. I liked when they had the little uh, um, like grocery section of international foods because I'd go buy chocolate like from around the world. Yes. Yeah, they had everything <laughs> they there. They got rid of that and I go, I'm done with you people. Do they have chocolates in there yet? Is that they what they did? Did? Well, if okay. they turned off the air conditioner, yeah. probably not. <laughs> Melty chocolate. Good yeah. Point. Yeah, so. they had a lot of uh, they had drapes and all that kind of they stuff. They had all yeah. kinds of things to look at. You could loiter for huh? a long time in Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't think I've ever bought anything from Bed Bath & Beyond. Come on! I bought I something to just right when they first announced that they were closing. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Did you get a like, deal? Yeah, everything was on sale. Okay. And I saw a, a car going down the road the other day, the big sign, closing soon. I thought, ooh, it said fixtures for sale. Do I need fixtures? <laughs> Do I need fixtures? <laughs> All right, every day at 3.30, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Brought to you by carolsthebuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Coming up next, uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Obviously, we all know that. Be careful what you wish for. We'll explain next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, so Roe v. Wade, we know, obviously was overturned. 
but be careful what you wish for. Bruce, what does all that mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I remember being in here with you. Yes. When uh, uh, it was the Supreme Court, like this uh, draft document came out that they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade. It was like, leaked. Remember that? It was leaked. Yeah. And is it real? Is it not real? It turned out to be real, right? And we saw this. And I remember talking about it at the time going, this is like the dog that, that, that chases the car. Okay. What happens when you finally catch it? You're finding out now, Republicans have caught the car. Correct. And they're finding out it was a lot more fun just to chase the damn thing mm. because it's biting them back in the butt. Here's the latest one. Uh, Nebraska and South Carolina, which both have Republican-controlled legislatures, both failed at passing anti-abortion bills in their states. Republican-controlled. Mm. Why? Because they don't want to get smoked in the next election. And they're starting to realize this is a losing issue. You look at public opinion polls, it's somewhere between 60 or 70 percent of people believe in access to abortion, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know if you want to say it's the messaging, the Republican messaging isn't working. But right now, it is a losing issue. You are on the losing side of it if you're talking about restricting abortion rights when it comes to voters. Yeah, and I mean, Republicans have had to move on to other stuff. We've got these trans bills that are out there. We've got... Uh, uh, you know, oh, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about abortion. Because, it, again, it's... It, it could lose them the election. It literally... Well, then, it, it, Wisconsin, like, remember there was the, the court they lost? Like, all these little elections that are popping up. Right. If abortion is on the ballot... The anti-abortion group is losing. Yeah, but here's the other thing. Yeah. If if the economy is a disaster by yeah. the time this goes around, but people are going to turn back to Trump if Could that's what it's well. going to be. It's going to be Trump versus Biden. It's the worst get, thing ever. But It gets back to this. We know there are single-issue voters. Okay, right. There were single-issue voters before that were anti-abortion. They voted for that. There were there single-issue voters on guns. Second Amendment, right? Correct. Overturning Roe v. Wade just turned a whole bunch of liberals, Democrats, maybe some independents into single issue abortion voters. That's what it turned them into. Right. And that's what you're swimming upstream against if you're a Republican trying to talk about abortion. I I think they're doing a bad job of messaging. I think they're doing a bad job of trying to explain their position. It gets drowned out in you guys want to tell me what to do with my body. But if the economy, I say it again, is in ruins, by, you want to say, this time next year? Will it matter? I don't know if abortion will matter nearly as much as your wallet. Wait, you think about how close elections are now. I mean, we're 50-50 nation in many ways. When you sure. look at elections, it comes down to this state or, you know, this well, many electoral votes or whatever. in Maricopa County. Yeah. There are more independents. Outweigh, uh, outweigh, they outweigh all the parties. Right. It doesn't take much to sway an election. And if you have people that are entrenched, again, on a single issue, whatever that issue may be, mm-hmm. boy, it's really tough to get them to move off of it. It is. It's tough to get them to move off of it. It's, it becomes their identity. It is not a, a a winning issue No, if you're a Republican. It just isn't. It's not. No. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. you. All you have to do you is look at You can believe it. It, of it can be your, your fervently held belief. Yep. Every public opinion poll show out there shows you're in the 30 to 40 percent minority. Right. Uh, no, it's just reading the abortion pill. I think two thirds of Americans feel it should be it should be legal and legal yeah. and yeah. And that was a Fox News poll. Yeah, and if two thirds say you, the abortion pill should wanted, be legal, you just realize you're swimming upstream. You're yes. you're you start you start every discussion knowing you're not going to reach over half of the people out there. Right, exactly. You, right off the bat, you already are out of the game. All right, um, how about 
Walmart. Apparently, there's this <laughs> dirty little secret that I, I really didn't know about. Okay. Okay, so you go to Walmart. Yeah. You get all your stuff. Yep. You go to the self-checkout line. Speed doop. Right, and you don't speed doop everything. You put stuff in your bag that you didn't pay for, and you sneak it out with it. Walmart is estimating. Oh, that 20% of you steal something Come on. at the self-checkout lane. That's unbelievable. 20%. I mean, it was always... Like one, almost one in five. <laughs> the, self, the self-checkout lane, it was always, you know, you were on the honor system. Right, for no, a long time. Yeah. There's nobody that's honest anymore. Is that the... Uh, I, I just can't believe that that's the case because they have the little thing that weighs everything. So when you scan it, you're supposed to set it down on the little table and it weighs yeah. what you, well, you, can you put scan. Your, you can always put your foot on it. Now, it's pretty sensitive. It is sensitive. Okay. It knows the difference between a gallon of milk and a pack of gum. I don't know what people are stealing. What yeah. are the... What are the <laughs> What do we got? What? Pablo huh? said there's an option to just put it in your basket and then and then it doesn't weigh it. Oh, it doesn't weigh it. Apparently from a guy that may know how this works. My goodness. I'm just saying. Uh, 20% you said. Pablo, 20%. what do you got in there? What, just what? saying I might get Fiji apples for the price of red delicious. You never know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so yeah. So you're getting you're getting out you get you're you're not buying the cheap apples but you're buying the cheap apples. I I just you know everywhere Jeez. has self checkout now. Pablo's the grocery one of the stores, 20%. the Target, everywhere does it, and and yeah, the it only, just hasn't struck me yet that I need to be stealing from it. Yeah, the, the only thing that I don't like is just pushing the buttons because everybody's hand has been on that. <laughs> the germaphobe yeah, says. No, I mean, you know, that's the only thing I worry about. But, but if I, I don't have to deal with a checkout person, yeah. I'll never deal with another one again in my life. I'm <laughs> fine with that. It's always easier just to scan your own stuff. Oh, if you go to Home Depot, you can scan your own stuff. You I'm know? not going to do it no more with the facial recognition stuff. No more. No well, more. Right. Nope. Now they got Walmart facial. Is, is, oh, Walmart not only can tell if you cheated them. Right. But they have cameras in the parking lot that can read your license plate when you drive away. And that, they say, that's why some people are still wearing masks. Oh, trying to cover themselves up? Trying to up. cover themselves yeah, up. Walmart's like, yeah, COVID. We, we know what you're doing. Bruce, can I borrow your car later? <laughs> <laughs> Skate us a chat, Joe.